This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope in a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Um, just me again in the studio. And uh, I'm kind of excited. I'm really actually excited for what I believe the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you all today. And uh, so I think I'll just dive right right in. I'm kind of expecting this to be a shorter one, uh, but we will see because I haven't haven't proven myself to be a very short winded person. So anyway, digging in. Um, I was I've been listening to a lot of just full books of the New Testament recently. I've been enjoying going through large portions of Scripture <clears throat> at work when I have a lot of time, just painting houses and trimming stuff uh, and caulking and all sorts of stuff that makes it easy to listen to Scripture. And uh, today, yesterday I was listening to 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians and First and 2 Timothy kind of bouncing around a little bit. And then today, uh, I listened to First and Second Peter, and I decided, for whatever reason, to jump into Revelations. Um, and Revelations, I love Revelations. Or I should say, not Revelations, it's Revelation. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, not Revelations. Somebody might get mad at me for saying Revelations. It's like saying... It's the book of, or it's a Psalms, and it is actually a Psalm. Um, anyway, so yes, Revelation. I'll probably mess that up again. It's a bad habit. But anyway, uh, I was reading and, or listening to Revelation, and uh, I was just, part of what I love about Revelation is that its focus is on Jesus throughout this entire uh Yes, there's a lot of prophetic things going on and um, symbolic things and all sorts of of crazy cool stuff happening in the book of Revelation. And a lot of it is a great mystery. But what's not a great mystery is who Jesus is in this book. And it says over and over again, especially in the beginning, Jesus states who he is. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Uh, and so I, I was just enjoying listening to this book with that perspective in mind and just being in awe of who the God we serve is. And I was especially struck by this right off the bat as I was listening right in chapter one. John um, kind of begins by in verse nine here by stating where he's at on the island of Patmos for the word of God um, and the testimony of Jesus Christ. He's been exiled for that. And he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. This is verse 10. And I'm going to read from verse uh, 10 down to 20. So I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, 
to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, and as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write these things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. So what I was struck by is this description of Jesus. In you know, the Gospels, we, we have a description of Jesus as who he was as a human God and as a human being. And uh, he wasn't, I don't think, anything like this. Um, this is him in his glory. And it, it just amazes me, uh, this interaction between him and John. John was somebody who was close to Jesus as a disciple and um, and now as an apostle, he, I believe he was very old when, or it is said that he was quite old at the time when he probably wrote Revelation. And so he'd, he'd been serving the Lord for most of his life and to the latter end of it when he receives this revelation of, of Jesus Christ. And his reaction to to this sight of Jesus his messiah is that he fell at his feet as dead because Jesus in his fullness of glory and in his splendor we can't even comprehend it and i'm sure john used as many descriptives here to describe Jesus but that falls i'm sure horribly short of what it was actually like to witness Christ in this state and in his strength. Um, And I was just, I was praying about that and reflecting upon that today. Uh, I hope that, and I'm sure I will get this chance one day to fall flat on my face before this presence of Jesus and to have that level of... um, just complete and utter shock at who my Savior is and just fall as dead in front of Jesus. I whether I don't know that that'll ever happen here on my time here on earth or whether that'll be some future day in heaven when I meet my Savior for the first time in, in the Spirit. But I hope my reaction is something like that, just that I'd be so in awe and captured by the amazing presence of who Jesus is and experiencing him in a way that I have never been able to experience him before, which is in his, his glory. 
uh, I just hope that I fall flat on my face. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. They, that's, that's just me, but I just, I think that would be really cool. Um, and probably extremely terrifying at the same time. But anyway, what happens right after this, I was also struck by, because here you have Jesus in all his glory and all his strength with this fierce countenance and um, just blazing uh, glory, I guess is the only word, just blazing light. Um, and he's, it says, John says, he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. And I was really stirred by this because he specifies that Jesus laid his right hand on him. And the right hand is as significant throughout scripture as the place of authority or as a symbol of authority, uh, strength, power. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, and all authority has been given to him on heaven and earth. The, the right hand of the Father signifies his authority that he has given over to his Son. Where Jesus sits is in the place of authority. Um, and for Jesus to lay his right hand on John, I and that John specifically calls brings this out that it was his right hand, to me, this is specific, meaning that he he laid his authority, his his power, whether to restore him to from his falling dead at falling like death or whatever it says, uh, falling as dead at Jesus's feet, whether that was just dead away fainting and Jesus was restoring him through his power of his right hand. I'm sure it's a little bit of both, but I it's just so cool that it's the authority and the power of Christ, it's symbolized in this coming on to John and, and then him saying, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. And I was just, what deeply stirred me about, uh, stirred me up about this is that here you have the Son of Man, or in, in John describes him one like the Son of Man, and he is in all of his splendor, splendor, but he is tender and kind just as the Jesus John knew on earth. And this is the same Jesus. I say Jesus John knew in the form that John knew, I guess would be a better way of saying that. And even in all of his glory, he is compassionate and gentle and tender to John as his friend. And while at the same time being the awesome, powerful, fierce, glorious person that he is, he is the first and the last. And then Jesus goes through all these titles, which is pretty epic. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. That is that is a tremendous um, encouragement to me. This is this is the God that has chosen to dwell in the lives of those who have come under His blood. Who, not He even says, you know, I lived and was dead, and behold, now I'm alive forevermore, and I have something with me, which is the keys of Hades and of death. They're 
there in my back pocket now. And I'm just in awe of this, along with this image of who Jesus is and then all of his titles. And if you read through the rest of Revelation with this, just thinking about who Christ is and what all the elders and all the creatures and the angels uh, and the saints, how they worship Jesus and the Lamb and how John describes the glory of the Lord. It's just, it's unbelievably incredible. And I am, it's, it's humbling to, to have read this right after, right after celebrating the resurrection of Jesus and what he did for us over this last weekend in sacrificially dying for our sins on the cross and then being raised again three days later so that we would have newness of life in him and not only newness of life but be able to share in a relationship with him and one that we can have through all eternity growing deeper into his love and intimacy with him and learning and knowledge about him. Uh, It's just, I don't know, I'm kind of speechless as I think about as I've been reflecting upon this uh, over the last while. And so I guess well, all I'm saying is this is the God we serve and not, and he came to serve us as well. And I, I just, it makes me want to serve him more <laughs> than I do now. I, not in a, a works way, but just out of a fierce who he is. I want to fall flat on my face and be like, Lord, here's all of me. I, everything that does not, is not of you, may it be dead. Just strike, strike it dead in your presence because your holiness is so awesome, so amazing, your righteousness. I can't stand in front of it of myself. It needs to be you in me and just lay all of that out at the awesomeness of Jesus. And then to recognize that even in that state of weakness that I'm in, and I'm speaking spiritually, as I'm imagining this, kind of similar to what John went through, and he comes up to me and he lays his right hand on me. And that's what he's done for each one of us who's a Christian. Through his blood, through his sacrifice, through his death and his love for us, and then our choice to come into a relationship with him and our surrender and submission to him. He is, and his spirit has come into us and we, our spirit is in him. We are now living in this authority of Jesus Christ and who this awesome God is, is now a, a part of the living life that we, we share. Um, and it's almost, it's just so crazy cool. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. And, uh, man, guys, we we have so much to be thankful for and to uh, just be in rejoicing over. I, I feel really small as I went through Revelation today and... 
um, but also extremely excited. And you, know, when you read, listen through the whole thing, and you just get the blow by blow, but with the perspective of who Jesus is, and you're listening for all these places that Jesus is mentioned and everything it has to say about him. And it says, at the very end of Revelation, it says, He who testifies to these things says, this being Jesus, Surely I am coming quickly. And then John says, Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Surely I am coming quickly. And this was a long time ago. Surely he is coming more quickly today. And I want my heart to be in a position that is living for that, that I would be in daily surrender, daily obedience, and daily growth in in alignment with his spirit working within me uh, in preparation for the day that he comes and brings me home to him, whether that be long after I am have gone or whether I'm still on the earth. I don't care. I just, I want my life to be full of this person of Jesus Christ and my life to becoming sanctified through his spirit working within me. And another thing, you know, I've been on this little strain of uh, certainty in Christ. This is certain. Everything about revelation is certain. It is going to happen it has part of it has happened some of it has yet to happen some of it i think we're probably in the middle of and that could get controversial i i don't care what you all think about it um because it's true we are we've been in the end times ever since jesus died on the cross and so he's going to come it is certain he is going to come everything he says about being prepared to that he is purifying his bride for his coming and that all these things will come to pass it's it's going to happen and that is extremely exciting to me uh to think that at any moment Jesus could show up at our doorstep as a thief in the night behold i am coming quickly and he says that a bunch meaning it's important whenever scripture repeats something look out because it's important and so i don't know i know i'm all over the place here today like kind of the last three but seems to be where the lord has me as i've been preparing for these episodes is just really um delighting in and just feeling uh so refreshed by who jesus is and i've been I've been so enjoying this looking at this from the certainty of Christ and I, I've been spending a ton of time in the New Testament recently um, and with that thought in mind and it has been fantastic to go through his promises, go through the things he says, how he lived his life and recognize all these things are certain. None of them is passing away. In fact, they're coming quickly and What's not coming quickly is because we have it in our possession because Jesus gave it to us in his spirit and through his Holy Spirit. And that's really exciting to me. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast um, or this episode. It was kind of 
all over the place. I I exhort you all to, if you have time to dig into Revelation, especially after this uh, resurrection celebration period and of what Christ has done, it, it just Revelation stood out in a different light to me, and uh, and I would recommend reading it. Not so much looking at everything that's going on, though there's a lot that's going on and it's all important, but just following the John's writing and all the voices that are are worshiping the Lord through all the great and terrible things that are happening in in uh, Revelation. So. Yeah, guys, praying for you all. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you. I'll talk to you all again next week. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.